Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Who is your enemy? Is your friend your enemy? Or are your siblings your enemy? Are your parents your enemy? Or the different country is enemy? Well, sometimes we think the enemies are the people around us. When you have a trouble with your friends, that you used to be very close to each other, but the friend is blaming about blaming your you and spreading all the bad rumors about you, yeah, you think automatically that that person is not friend your anymore. Your friend anymore. That person is your enemy. When there is a money involved, a problem involved, and the siblings can be enemy, or even parents and children can be enemies as well. What about the people far from us? Like whenever you see the war between different countries and diplomatic or international conflicts happen in the world, you see that the, the people in that country, the country is our enemy. However, when you look at the Bible, the enemy that we think, usually think, are not necessarily the enemies. We have a true enemy. We need to look at, we need to identify who the true enemy is. Otherwise, you are going to waste your time hating or fighting against those who are not your enemies. A few months ago, there was a very famous Netflix drama. It's called The Squad Game. Squad Game is just a game for a bunch of people fighting against each other to earn money to pay their debt. And you see the uh, a lot of uh, people wearing a red jacket and killing people whoever lost their uh, the game. However, they are not those people who are killing them are not the true enemy. The true enemy was the one, the old man who made who created the Squad Game. Now this. Old man, interestingly, he was even in the game, and looks like he was a great helper and very considerate. But he is the one behind everything who made all this uh, hilarious. Uh, ridiculous game. So he was the true enemy. So we need to really know that who the true enemy is. The people around us are not necessarily our true enemies. The true enemy is is the one who who is behind everything, deceiving us all. Now today's passage, Ephesians chapter six, verses ten through thirteen, exposes true enemy. The who we need to really fight against. So let's look at Ephesians chapter six、uh, today. It says, "Finally, be strong in the Lord, and in the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God, so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of His of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist on the evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm." Amen. In verse ten, it says, "Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might." So the Bible is、uh, telling us to be strong, not in the money, not in the muscle of our body, but in the Lord, because the true power is coming from the Lord. And it goes deeper here in verse eleven. Put on the full armor, not partial armor, but you have to put on the full armor of God, so that meaning the result when you wear, when you put on the full armor, armor of God, this happens. So what happens here? So that you will be able to stand firm, meaning that you can fall down if you don't wear the full armor of God. But when you have the full armor of God, that you can, you will be able to stand firm against your neighbors, against your、um, ex-friend or your parents or children or different country. No, what does it say? Against the schemes of the devil. Okay, now we are getting closer to the who true enemy is. In verse twelve, verse twelve is unpacking the true enemy. 
Okay, it says, For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood. What is the flesh and blood? Now, I have flesh and blood, you have flesh and blood. What does that mean? That we are, the, we are human beings who have all these things. Now, it says, Our struggle, your fight, your enemy is not flesh and blood. In other words, your friends, human beings, neighbors, they are not different countries. They are not your enemies. Then, who are, who is the true enemy? Let's go back to verse 12 again. It says, but against the rulers, against the powers. Okay, does that mean the government? Well, let's go further here. It says, against the world forces of this darkness. Against the, what? Spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Wow, this is the true enemy. Our true enemy is not in a different country. It's not in the house next door. It is in the heavenly places. Can you see the heavenly places? No, it is unseen realm. So it means in this verse, we can see the enemy. Enemies are not the ones that we can see. But the true enemy is the one whom we cannot see. Because the true enemy is where? In the heavenly places. As you can see in this passage they are in the darkness they are in the they have the wickedness they are the spiritual forces of wickedness spiritual forces so our true enemy is the spiritual one not the physical one and he is the true enemy okay so darkness and wickedness this is the these are the characteristics of the spiritual forces John three nineteen, the light has come into the world. The people do not want to come to the light. Why? Because of their wickedness in their heart. So when they come to the light, their wickedness will be exposed. So they rather want to stay in the darkness. So that's the characteristic of the people who are in the sinful world. We were all in the darkness. We all had wickedness because we were deceived by this true enemy from the beginning but let me tell you how does he look like how does this uh, true enemy look like does he look like the big satan with the two horns well if that's the case adam and eve would not listen to him but this uh the heavenly one this true enemy actually looks so beautiful so attractive because if ezekiel 28 verses 12 through 17 describes really well about the origin of Satan, who is the true enemy. Now, Satan used to be the angelic force. He was a the most beautiful one praising the Lord, but he became very proud of himself. So he and his follower were expelled from heaven because of their pride, and he became Satan, and the evil ones, the, the, uh, the other angels became the, uh, the evil spirit. So they are are the true enemy but the thing is the point is they don't look uh, scary sometimes they can but in reality they look so bright they look so charming and attractive so that they are so tempting okay so we have to be very careful that enemies are not the ones who look so scary who who look so obvious who look so evil but Many times in reality, the true enemy looks so good to us. So it is deceitful. So we must, we must fight against this evil one, the true enemy. But we need to know how this enemy, the true enemy attacks us. 
Now, you might think that this true enemy may attack us in a very, very difficult situation, and he is he wants to torment us, he wants to kill us. Yes, but the way he does is so sneaky. So a lot of people fall into the temptation. They fall into the deception from this true enemy. So we must be discerning about how this evil one is attacking us. Now, from next week, we are going to look at more deeply about how we can defend ourselves. So because the Bible clearly says we have to put on the full armor of God. So we're going to study about the full armor of God. But before we talk about that, we need to know how enemy is attacking us. There are three major areas that this enemy is attacking. The first one is the personal devotion life. Now, we are to read God's Word on a daily basis, and we are to pray to the Lord, because the Word of God is the double-edged sword, and the Word of God is the only defense, only offensive weapon, according to Ephesians 6.17. So, without the Word of God, we cannot fight against the devil. However, the problem is, a lot of people, even in the church, the Christians, are not necessarily interested in reading the Bible. They come to the church and listen to sermon for about 30 minutes, and that's about it. When they go home, they're not reading. They're not picking up their Bible. They're not meditating on God's Word. Psalm 119 verse 11 clearly says, I put your word in my heart so I will not sin. But these people are not reading, not to mention putting God's word in their hearts. So they keep sinning against God and they call, still call themselves as Christians. And that is not the way to fight against the devil. You are to read God's word, but there will be so many excuses that uh, these people will make because they are deceived by Satan and saying, I'm so busy, so I don't have time. I would rather do something. They don't say it, but they live that way. They are not reading God's word. So they are losing their battle each time. But that's definitely the first area. The prayer that they need to live a prayer life. And Jesus clearly said in Matthew 26, 41, pray, watch out and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. And that's what we see. The Most people, they just pray maybe three times a day just for uh, the meal. That's about it. They're not praying. They're not communing, uh, communicating with God at all. So Satan is trying to deceive you every time to attack your devotional life. And that's the first area you have to be uh, discerning. Whenever you see the temptation that you have so much work to do, so you have no, you think you have no time to read the God's Word, you have no time to pray, that is attack. The more, the busier you are, the more you must the more you need to read, intake God's Word, and pray before the Lord. The second area, the evil one, the true enemy is attacking you, is the church. Now, church is the body of Christ. Ephesians 1.23, the fullness of God fills all in all. The fullness of God is in Christ Jesus, His body, the church. And Ephesians chapter 4, verses 13-14 clearly says, we need to grow, not just individually, but as the body of Christ, to the fullness of Christ, so we will not be like a children tossed here and there by every wind of doctrine, by evil scheme. So, that means that we are 
we must gather together as the body of Christ more and more as in Hebrew chapter 10 verses 23 24 and 25 as you see the the days are approaching the last days approaching we need to meet together we need to gather together that is God's will and that is God's design for us to work and to grow as a body of Christ but Satan will do everything to prevent you from joining the church and growing as the church and they might say okay you don't have to go to church you can just read the Bible and pray on your own right and you can just you know have a free time on yourself so you don't have to bother others you don't have to bother the other people you have enough stress already because of people around you why do you go to church to bother yourself by those people that is Satan's lie that is Satan's attack you have to be in the church otherwise you are not going to grow spiritually even even though you think you are and if if you think like you have so much business going on in your life so you have no time to uh, join the church you have to pray that God would orchestrate your schedule your job schedule so you can prioritize you can join the church and grow as the body of Christ very very important a lot of people even the Christians they think that virtual worship like watching from Facebook and YouTube that's enough that is not enough that is not church you have to be in the communion with other believers other brothers and sisters together to have a fellowship to love one another to serve one another and to grow together as his body so that's the second area that you have to look into look out and the third one is the evangelism obedience to the lord jesus commanded us to go and reach and make disciples of all nations as in matthew 28 verses 18 through 20 but the eight but satan would hate when people coming to jesus christ so satan will do everything to prevent you from sharing the gospel right because when you share the gospel you're not saving anyone but the holy spirit works in a powerful way empowering you and using your mouth and life to lead people to jesus christ so satan knows that and satan will do everything to attack you from sharing the gospel and then he will give you thoughts like this oh well evangelism you know uh, that's what pastors does and that's what church leaders do and i don't have to do that because i am not capable and i am so inadequate and i don't know how to do it and i have so many things i need to do so i will not do that i will just uh, stay here and i'll just receive the bible study i you know I, I will i still go to church and that's good enough for me that is not good enough for you you are being attacked you are being deceived what you need to do is to obey christ jesus he commanded you he commanded you so this is not an option he commanded you to go and share the gospel baptizing them and make them disciples of christ jesus so this is not my job only but this is your job only this is god's mandate command with great commission so you need to do that so discern how the attack comes the attack comes in a very sneaky way very practical way and he is satan is using your life to deceive you to make all the excuses not to read not to read the bible not to pray not to join the church and not to evangelize not to obey god so whenever you see those things you need to resist it but to resist you need to take the full armor of god because in 13 it says therefore take up the full armor of god so that 
you will be able to resist on the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. What does it say? When you, you need to uh, put the full armor of God so you can resist. You can resist the devil. You can resist the true enemy and you can stand firm in the Lord. So in the following weeks, we are going to study more deeply about this, what this, um, the full armor of God are. So uh, please come and come and join us and uh, uh, listen to the following series of this, um, the full armor of God, the spiritual warfare, because this is so, so important. The spiritual warfare is real. It's not a joke. Um, the uh, the warfare that we see in the news, there is always warning, and it happens maybe um, every other uh, 20 years or 30 years. Sometimes it can happen on a daily basis, but it's not like a constant. However, the spiritual warfare is constant. It's still happening right now. Maybe in your life right now, the spiritual warfare is going on, and you have not even known that because you you think your life is good, you're, you have enough money, you have a house to live, and you have food to eat, and you still have loved ones around you, so everything looks so good, so perfect, and you don't know, you think you, you your life is peaceful, but in reality, the Satan is deceiving you. If you're not following God's word, if you're not loving the Lord, if you're not sharing the word, if you're not loving your brothers and sisters as a church, you are deceived. You are being attacked. So be careful. Be discerning. Fight the good battle. You need to put the full armor of God to resist all the evil scheme and to stand firm in the Lord. So let's discern and let's fight the spiritual warfare by putting the full armor of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for today's message. Father, we need to know this spiritual warfare, the reality of a spiritual warfare each day so we would not be uh, drawn, we would not fall down. So Father, please um, help us to put on this full armor of you so that we can fight against the true enemy. Help us to identify how this true enemy is attacking us on our daily basis. So Father, please give us discernment and give us the clarity so we would be able to fight against the true enemy. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I prayed. Amen.